Welcome to episode 24. I saw a cloud and it was in a city. Wait, does that sound right? I saw a city in the clouds. There you go. Welcome to Planning Face Syndicate, episode 24. Tonight we are going to have a pretty lively discussion, I'm going to guess. Um, I'm going to wager we're going to have a lively discussion. We 100% are going to have a lively discussion tonight about some of the new rules how they're going to be affected, uh, some changes that they've made about gas clouds and uh, first player order. Probably going to do that. Um, <laughs> we won't make the whole show about it, so we're going to save that to a little bit later to let, you know, we got to get Charles and we got a new guest uh, or new host joining us. And we got to have like get some excitement going so I can get them like riled up. You know, that way it's not just me being, you know, feisty tonight. We're also going to talk about a spoiled Aces High kit. Um, we will say spoiler warning. So if you don't really want to see it, which I don't know why you wouldn't, um, you can jump off for a half hour or so when we go through some of the cards and we also are going to be talking, um, about, uh, what else are we going to Oh, crate cup. We got crate cup coming up here too. Either which way, without further ado, let's bring in the new host. Come on, computer, load the screen. There we go. Tonight, we are proud to announce that we have a new host joining us. Uh, his name is JJ. Psych J, if you know him from the discords, he decided that he would like to join us, which actually kind of makes us a little bit even, except for tonight when I don't have Matt here. It's now like two Florida people versus one Michigan person. It's weird. It's weird. And and JJ has a freaking Giants hat, too, on top of that. he's like It's like he doesn't know what freaking uh, state he's actually rooting for here. But... Either way, welcome to the show. Uh, JJ, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, thank you. Charles, welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight? Doing all right. Tired and getting ready for the calling next weekend. Um, but other than that, doing all right. Awesome. Awesome. So it was Halloween weekend, and technically it's Halloween here. So in my city, we don't celebrate Halloween on a Sunday because, God forbid, um, that you can't actually do that because of the churches, you know, so they, they decided God actually said that. So we don't, we don't get to celebrate Halloween on Halloween, which actually works out great for this show because that means we can cast tonight and I don't have to worry about whether I'm in a coma from stealing all my kids candy or in a coma because, uh, I had too many pops, uh, while we were walking around picking up candy, just saying either which way how did, did you did either of you have to go trick-or-treating with your your kids or did you get lucky to stay behind behind and hand out that candy well luckily there's trunk or treat over in our area you know it, it's less walking more people in a concentrated area you know go to each individual car and just like get stuff in there and then also you know my my kids school also did their own trick-or-treat inside of the school they went classroom to classroom 
Either way, there's a ton of candy, and yeah. <laughs> awesome. How about you, Charles? Um, my, my child is currently in Michigan. Oh. <laughs> so he and uh, my son and my wife uh, flew up there on Thursday because Halloween is like a big thing for her and her sister. Um, so she flew up there Friday evening and they did trick or treat as them. So I've just been enjoying the bachelor lifestyle, I guess, if that's a thing. Um, uh, just sitting at home and chilling out. So awesome. You know what your kid went as, Charles? Um, yes and no. I know <laughs> I bought a morph suit that was like weird and tendrily. But I have no idea what the actual name of it is. It just it just it's is. A, it's it's a morph <laughs> suit that's really, really creepy. How about you, Psych J? She went cutie. She went for a unicorn princess uh with mini ears. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's that's cool. That's that seems pretty easy to satisfy. You wanna know what my kids? My 13-year-old went as uh the purple guy from Five Nights at Freddy's. Well, understand really what that is but that's i was what about they... to say grimace, but yeah, grimace. No. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be worse though you want to know uh okay so here i got i'm gonna side tangent for 30 seconds there is a black sabbath cover band called back sabbath and oh, yes, they play yes. they play mcdonald's themes themed black sabbath songs and one of the guys is dressed up as grimace just as an fyi they are amazing just that's so you awesome. know I've seen them once or twice. And we actually had tickets this year and they canceled the show. Um, nice. I mean, so. that's right up there with Oakley Dokley, which is the, <laughs> yeah. the metal band where everybody dresses like Ned Flanders and most of their <laughs> lyrics are lines from The Simpsons yeah. that are Ned Flanders lines. <laughs> and I like that too. I've never seen them though. They've never come to Michigan that I know of. If they do, I will go and report back. I like me some, you know, I like me some I'm metal. You just should know that by now. I believe there's a Transformers-themed metal band as well. Yeah, they played at... Uh, they actually played on some on some Twitch stream this year for some online conference uh, that they had, I think, in Japan or something like that. But I'll, think, I'll Google it. I'll find it later. I, I, I like Transformer metal. I think it's hilarious. Anyway, so my other daughter decided to go as uh, some character from... Uh, my Hero Academia, and I nice. don't, you have to forgive me because I honestly don't know. Or it's Oracho or Oracho or yeah. Orachu. I don't. I don't. This this gravity. That's that's her hero name. Uravity. Yeah, yeah. She's the one that can lift people up crazy and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Anyway, so that was our Halloween. So, JJ, before we get into the show, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Um, you know, specifically why you wanted to join the show or join our syndicate. Um, it's kind of talk to us a little bit about your background in X-Wing um, and how often you and Charles hang out and play X-Wing behind my back because <laughs> you guys need to figure out how to make it so that you always win against me. So um, so thank you again for bringing me onto the show. Um, so my Discord name is like J7. Um, I've been playing X-Wing since its inception. Um, I actually started out not liking the game at all because my first game was a very, very bad negative play experience. Uh, my opponent decided Did it have Turkle Mugs in it? No, he played Luke Skywalker. He, he was just a core set, right? So he played Luke Skywalker with R2-D2, and then he gives me two Academy Ties. And, and 1.0, <laughs> you could just 
you know, regen and boost and do whatever you want, right? So yeah, he he basically turned me off to the game really hard and he was a jerk about it. It wasn't until like the Phantoms came out that I got really into the game. And during that whole time, my brother was like, yo, they've got to play this game. This game is great and whatever. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. But when the Phantoms came out and I saw my first worlds, which was Whisper versus uh, uh, Han, uh, that really like got me into the game. And I've been a fan ever since. Um, so I'm here in Central Florida uh, near uh, Charles over here. Uh, we play in our league locally here on Wednesdays. Um, and uh, yeah, just enjoy the game a lot. I, um, I've done quite a, uh, I've, I've had some achievements in X-Wing. I have actually managed to get to the top tables here um, before COVID. Um, the last two regional events that we had for the Southeastern United States uh, made top four and, um, and the top table um for the regional over here um so that was really good and then um and then beyond that just uh do my tts events here for uh on gsp and i uh, made it top 30 or top 16 on one of the events i forget which um but yeah i love the game i uh, love teaching it whenever i can and um yeah have a lot of fun with it awesome well, we're glad to have you on the show. We wanted to broaden the spectrum a little bit and bring a little bit more variety to the show in terms of ensuring that we had some um, other skill sets, right? And 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 try to build out. So as people, for example, Matt has is very busy with his business right now. Um, so Matt is going to be a little bit less infrequent um, until he gets past this new year here. Uh, his business is pretty much taken off, I guess. So I, which is a good thing for him, right? Because this show sure as hell doesn't make four grand a month. So. <laughs> um, yet, yet, yet. Hey, look, if you want to help us make four grand a month, we would uh, <laughs> love that. We will put tournaments on every every freaking weekend if we could do that. No, no pressure, guys. Yeah. Speaking of not, that, you not, can subscribe. You can Nobby, subscribe you to us. Be, Nobby, if you want to be our uh, our uh, isophane, we will gladly let you. <laughs> We'll even change the logo to add an A wing, A wings into the middle of it, and get rid of the X. Absolutely, we would. And you can we'll make it whatever color you want. And then you know, as he progresses, we'll eventually change it to <laughs> RZ two. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you, Say Jay, again, Craig. You know, welcome to the show. We are very happy to um, have other people joining us on the show. So awesome. With that being said, why don't we jump to our first segment so our first segment is oh we're gonna do crate cup first never mind we're gonna do crate cup that's what we should do so charles and i had a very good week for our team in crate cup we won our overall series um two out of the three games were all extremely close john's game in fairness um john's fame in game of fairness was he had it, it was it was back and forth till about towards the end, and then John kind of pulled it away. Um, those those X wings really do kick when they kick. So thank you, Nob. There you go. <laughs> Charles is at me. We have to change one of the symbols to an A wing now. <laughs> hey. Um. Anyway, so so John John's game went pretty well. My game, I lost. I went. Um. I lost by what was it? Six points. Yeah, it was super close. Yeah. I. When everybody goes, I, I should have ran. I should have just ran. That's what I should have done. Just ran with my stupid swarm. Ran away. He ended up taking one and a half freaking uh, 
things out at the end and winning. So, but it was I, a really I'm good game. Say, I, I believe in my chat commentary, I specifically said yeah. at a specific moment, I was like, Chris should have run here. And then I openly said he won't because it's not his play style. <laughs> yep. He's going yeah, to get hyper aggressive. He's going to turn in. He's going to do this. And it's exactly what the hell you did. I think that that turn where you bumped your two vultures there uh, on that last turn, I think that's what that hurt you. Because if you would have been able to reverse the order, you could have barrel rolled and then calculated. And that would have saved your, your drone right there at the end. Yeah. Yep. And if I could have prevented that target lock with them as well. I mean, yeah. I will tell you, if they didn't have regen, I easily had had that game like oh, yeah. handily won. It's those bloody regens that, you know, that just get you. And, you know, there were some there were some turns where I couldn't where I had two drones just blink out, you know, or roll one hit out of three red dice. Right. You know, again, it's not the dice's fault, but, you know, there is there is certain times where if I could have got a little bit more damage, it would have made it a little bit easier. Um <clears throat> yeah, I didn't I didn't think of it to be honest with you. I'll be honest, I wasn't actually calculating score at that point and the he in fairness he turned his his I thought he had one more shield that he didn't have that he had regen and he turned in on me when I thought he was actually turning away. So what I was doing and now the bump was my own fault. I I out of order hit those two droids. But the issue I had was the fact that I thought he was going to go the other way. So I turned in in an effort to say, hey, I'd be able to get you if you didn't go far enough and get behind you. And then it didn't work because I was trying to get the block on some of them. And then he just one banked in and it was, you know, over. Yep. Um, Charles's game was really close. Charles made uh, probably less mistakes than I did. Um, other than there, there was one counter that he dropped that I didn't understand the reason for it. But other than that, Charles's game um even with losing that one ship pretty much right away i mean you just you had soon tears number and you had vader's number now him hitting a rock did not help i'll be honest that was <laughs> that that definitely was a big misplay on his behalf um but in reality even if he had not hit that rock you had a higher probability of being able to take it out um with what you had going going on there so I'm going to say a couple of things, and then I'm going to take a back seat to the two of you. Both of you have had an opportunity to either watch live or watch the replay of the game, and I'm going to let you analyze my play, right? Because I feel as though it's probably one of the best games of X-Wing I played. I will say that as soon as I ghosted Suntir, the first thing I did was message John uh, and just very clearly put Ace of Legend my ass. He got ghosted by an I two V wing. For those of, for those of you who are new to the show, uh, the reason that needed to be done was John's favorite pilot is Suntir Fell, and John and I have had an ongoing rivalry as to who is a better pilot in game wise, whether it's Fen Rao or Suntir Fell. And I believe that Fen Rao is the best ace in the game. And so anytime that I have the opportunity to kill Suntir Fell, I, I make sure that I let John know just how badly he died. Um, so beyond that, no, Poe is terrible. Shut up, Nami. Um, so go ahead. Analyze my play. Because the only thing that I can say that I was happy that I did, which is something I never do, Chris, which is what I made fun of you for. 
I actually disengaged. I actually pulled yeah. three ships out of the damn fight and got them as far away from things as they possibly could. I was yeah. proud of that. Beyond that, please analyze my play in the game and tell me if there was anything I could have done differently or better. And I will answer any questions that you have in reference to counter net drops or anything. Yeah, that first counter net drop I, I, I thought was weird. Um, I don't think it made a difference in the game, really. I mean, you didn't really get a lot of opportunity to drop them. So I, I you were going for a niche. If he went this way, boom, it would happen. I, yep. I, I didn't personally, just because I've flown Soons here and I've flown these other ships, I, there's no way that that guy was going to do that. Like, that would be a very illogical Soons here move on his behalf. Um, I see why you did it, but I, I wouldn't. Again, it's inconsequential for the game. And then in the long run, it did stay out there. So it forced people to stay away from that area. Though you came pretty bloody close at least once to hitting it again. God damn it. I did. You're not <laughs> wrong. Um, the reason I dropped uh the reason I dropped that specifically was I was playing against a guy that I've never played before. If it had been John, I wouldn't have done that because there's no way John does that maneuver. But I didn't know what he was going to do, and I needed to limit uh, multi-action ships as much yeah. as I possibly could. Uh, and so by at least dropping it there, I knew he wasn't going there. And I could, I could, you know, do my K-turns, and I could maneuver my ships away from things as much as possible because I knew he would not go there. Uh, and that's all I cared about um, because, realistically, I still had two proxy mines at that point, three proxy mines at that point. So uh, it's just one of those things where I dropped it just to drop it. So, yep. yeah, I think that was actually a smart play because uh, Duchess still had her seismic charge at that point. She still had one left. So um, just closing off the gap there, or at least area of denial for that particular area, uh, helps set up your other turns where you just turned around and came in and didn't just close the gap. And uh, that I think even though, Ultimately, you know, he didn't go over it, you know, just having that that portion of air denial there um, to like block off a lane where they can get away. That's definitely a really good spot. So, yeah, yep. the proxy mine addition. So then maybe this is more of a question for you. I'm I'm almost more if we're if you're going to swap out for the mines, I, I like um, thermal in the long run better. Like I see the logic in them, but the way you run your list is very blocky and then you start to separate them apart. There's a couple opportunities. If your ships have been a little bit farther apart, you could have dropped a proxy mine and it would have been an immediate area denial for soon here or Duchess. Like a couple sure. of times <laughs> Duchess just came in there and it was like, she knew you weren't going to drop a proxy because you got to move first. And the one that had a proxy where it was positioned in that, that swarm. And it's not really a swarm, but in that five ship list, um, it was a lot harder. Um, I was very surprised they went after R2-D2 first because you didn't have Ayla Secure on her. So, like, it seemed a little silly to me, personally. Like, why are we going after R2-D2 this aggressively? I mean, like, they just it's eliminated an R2. Yeah, I think he was just the easy target, honestly. With the one agility versus three, I think he was just the easier target. Yep. Maybe, I guess, right? I, I mean, but the points aren't there anymore like they were before. Your yeah. R2-D2 is not worth anything compared to what it was you they you lost 16 points on it um yep and i'm i'm gonna to be fair uh i'll probably end up switching it again hey Catherine. uh before the next round um but that being said um 
I don't know why they went at R2. I mean, R2 is the most points on my team uh, at 41. Uh, or in that case, it was actually a little bit more at that point. Um, but you know what I mean? He is the the heaviest points. So I, I think it's it's jump out to an early lead and then just count on your ships to be able to pick off V-Wings to stay ahead. Uh, and unfortunately, that strategy did not pay off for him. Yeah, and, and and you know what? Maybe it was because they just wanted that iron turret or ion cannon off the board, right? I mean, in fairness, but, you start ionizing aces and they die. It's not even a question. So, yep. um, other than that, I don't think you did really bad. I mean, you hit the rock with blue. Um, that was a little surprising. And then you had a couple like what you did with blue when you first moved it out of the way. I think was a misstyle set is my assumption. Um. I didn't quite understand that move either, but what's that? When your your blue your blue V wing went to, I guess in my world it was to the right. <laughs> you know, like I don't know, like you just you went away from the action quite a bit with blue, and then when you started to turn it around to hit that rock again, um, and like I didn't under I th I assumed you just dialed in the wrong maneuver because that blue could have gone the opposite way and and then barrel rolled or boosted and and stayed away from some of the shots. So, so there was there was a point at the end of the game where blue dropped that uh Connor net right onto Vader. And blue did a huge like maneuver to get out. Whereas instead I could have done a K turn and it would have given me an extra shot on the only ship that he had remaining. And the reason I did that was because of a miscalculation on my part. I thought Vader had more health than he did, and I didn't realize that the one Connor net would have killed him. Oh, okay. um, so I didn't want to turn around and be face-to-face -face with Vader and and give him points. Uh, at the end of the game, it, came, it just became get the ships that are worth the most as far away from any shot as possible, uh, and then try and get a couple of shots if I can. Awesome. Um, yeah, that was but yeah, it was a good game overall. So I have way... those every once in a while, Jay. Smart, smart decision making <laughs> capabilities. It doesn't happen very often, but man, it does happen. <laughs> well, either way, we have this is, next week. We they have an extra day they added to the league because of the new rules changes, and they are offering for people to drop. Blah blah blah. I don't know why anybody would drop. You just it didn't cost us anything. So, um, but anyway, so. There, we don't actually have lists to compare tonight. So, um, you know, maybe we'll get together during the week and do it. I don't know. It just kind of depends. Um, I took a new job, so my schedule is very hectic for the next week and a half. Um, and um, so either which way, uh, we'll, we maybe we'll talk about it on Thursday when we do our Thursday night stream. So, with that being said, let's hop over to our Aces High discussion. So, this was leaked. Um, I don't know if it was legally leaked, illegally leaked. I'm not going to ask the questions. I just know that there's a bunch of images that showed up about a new Aces High play kit. What's kind of exciting to me is it's an organized play kit, and I don't care who it came from, right? It does have AMG's logo on it, so they at least did not print this until AMG took over. Like, so that's a fact. Yep. Um, we're gonna go through some of these. I don't know how much time we'll spend on it. Um, we'll see, I guess, as we go through. But I was kind of excited. Not that I really like Aces High, but our local is picking up people, 
So for example, we're getting um uh we we have three new players, newer players, uh one brand new player um, that hasn't even bought anything for the game. They're just using our lists, uh or our ships, which is good, right? I told them they don't buy shit for, you know, like a couple of months and play everybody else's stuff before you decide to buy into Separatists or Empire. That's what I said, you know. So I have a there's a there's a statement that was made in the chat and I want to I want to address it and ask a dumb question. Sure. So Twitchy said Ace's high should be something I as a customer can buy off the shelf. Am I missing something? Cuz Ace's high just there's nothing special. It's it's your ships that you already have. It's just a different game format. The only thing that's missing are the the those hyperspace tokens, right? Where uh, you where well, you the quick pitch build the ship cards in. Too. Yeah, but you don't have to have the quick build cards. Oh yeah, I would like to be able to buy those bomb cards that have the the effect of the bomb yes. on it. Yes, I agree. But that's yeah. that's something that should have, in my opinion, uh that should have been how they were printed to begin with. The fact that yeah. the bomb and the effect are two completely different cards allows me to forget so many more things. And I agree yeah. with you. So I'll address, I'll, I'll get the answer to that question is, should it be something you could buy off the shelf? Yes. And no, I think the idea behind this kit, cause you, you're right, Charles, you could play Ace high and we're going to go through that in a second. Like the rules that they put together. If you bought the Epic kit, it has this type of stuff in it. Right. Um, I'm sorry, it's not the Epic Kit. I can't remember the name of the stupid kit, but it's the kit that has all the fun, crappy little things. I think it is the Epic Kit. Maybe it is the Epic Kit. Epic it Battles. There you go. It's called the Epic Battles. Um, and Ace's High rules and things are, are in there. Um, and so, yes, anybody could play it. I agree. I want those cards too, especially the bomb cards, because the bomb cards for me are the only ones I actually care about. I don't care about quick builds. I don't like quick builds unless you're going to let me play quick builds in a competitive format where they're going to be cheaper. Then I will care once I get pricing. I don't think they're going to price them correctly. Um, in my opinion, but I, I don't think to begin with, this should be something that's released to the public. I, I apologize. Switch. I know that's probably not a, like the answer you're looking for. I want this to go into stores. Um, now I do think if somebody, because typically these kits are sold rather cheap, like I'll be honest, like our store gets these kits very cheaply, typically, especially when they have no models with them. Um, I'm a little confused why that box looks so big, and now I'm kind of wondering if it's just a small card size box, and it just looks too big in that picture. But um, the big thing for me, right, is, is that this is meant to drive people coming into locals. I would hate, in my I would hate if I could go out and buy this. Like, I probably would have less likely opportunity to go play in a store if I could just buy the damn bomb cards. Uh, honestly, like I probably would. I so, I don't care for the aces highs specifically, um. But if so, that means that's how I get the bomb cards, I'll go play it. You know. So there there is a, a, a one to kind of address the size of the box. I think the reason why the box is so big is that the actual car, um, pilot cards are turret size, like the Armada um, ship. Okay. So they probably just need the larger thing. The other thing about this is. Um, because this is, it looks like this is a um, a card only pack on it. This is going to be sold at a much lower price point than some of the other OP kits that came with like templates and dice and whatever. Um, those I think used to come in at like at about like eighty or ninety dollars or something like that. 
Um, so this is more of an incentive for shops to pick it up and run smaller, more in casual like tournaments. Because I mean, you can pick this up and set the price point of entry for like an Aces High tournament if you wanted to, or even just a regular tourney at like five dollars, right? The shop is going to make their money, and you're going to bring in hopefully newer players who are going to be interested to try out like this type of event at a lower price point. And um, especially with Aces High, you buy a ship off the pack, off the rack, and um, and you're you're good to go. You already have your dials, you already have your ship that you're gonna run, and um, can have at it. You know, I think this is um, a, a pretty good uh, pack for uh, AMG to release, so that way they can at least bring in new players. You know, at least in a more casual sense. And speaking more to our cat, our, our local. Right, because the way our locals run for most of the places that do it here in Orlando is you pay an entry fee to play a game of X-Wing. And you could probably play two or three games of Aces High in the same amount of time and the same amount of space that we're currently getting a game of X-Wing. I would be highly more incentivized if I could play more than one game to drive the half hour to the store and pay the entry fee. That's not anybody's fault. That's just how it works down here. So it is what it is. But you know what I mean? That's just for me. Yeah. And and so I, I will find out. And I, I don't think Corey's watching, but it, I'll, I'll message him in a minute. And, and I'll find out if our, because I have two local stores we go to. And one local store seems to get more of these kits. Because so we're, we actually are starting um, our local, not going to become a league. Right. And um, we're going to force we're, we're not force. We're going to build that that league entry. And like so we have a special set of format rules and everything. But um, if they picked up this kit, we would make that one of the nights. And I'll find I'll find out what the price is if they they really do get it. Um, but so like the way the way our local does it is when they do some of these things, they basically have the entry fee and then they depending on the winners, they'll pass out other things. So like in. Some some one of the stores we go to, you get in store credit that you can spend on um in store stuff. Um, we encourage people to buy X Wing because that's the point of this, right? Come fly, come play X Wing. Um, you know, and, and for example, our league we 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 got some older OP kits that not ever that not everybody else um had. Excuse me, not everybody else had um the opportunity to use during twenty twenty. And we went ahead and got these OP kits because we have so many new players. They probably will like some of these cards. Our entry fee is 15 bucks a person, and it, the league's like six to eight weeks, and um, everybody gets participation prizes, and then the top person, the top like three people are going to get um, money towards the store. And we designed our league specifically to um, be aggressive against veteran players. Um, you know, I guess I fit into that veteran player, uh, unfortunately. So I'm at a disadvantage, but some of the it's good for some of the newer players because we're trying to encourage them to be able to be the ones to win, right? Like I really like to win, but we switched up the competitive side of this so that I like if I play a newbie and I win, I get almost no points in the league. If the newbie plays me and actually wins, they meet they they shoot they get tons of points, right? And so anyway, so we our store does the things a little differently. You we because you can set your own entry fee you don't have to be specific and so that's what's whatever the store thinks they can get and so we're the ones out there selling that shit up to people um to try to get them to come in and play so hopefully our store gets this i don't know if they will or not um 
So Charles, to go back to the the let's go back to the points, right? Let's talk a little bit about the 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 points values and because Nabi, I agree with you. Why do I have an I six fire spray versus an I three A wing? Which one's gonna win? There's some rules, and we did a segment. Didn't we do a segment on this, Charles? Like this is like yes. episode ten or something like that. Something so, like that. We did an Aces High episode. So Charles. Charles will look up the episode for us in a few minutes and tell us what episode we covered Aces High and all the rules. I understand the logic in the I6 versus an I3, but the way the points are scored are completely different, right? It's not the same, the same thing. Um, and I don't know. I mean, again, every store is different, you know? So yes, like I, our store, we bring the cards or we bring the dials and the ships, but we would all be pitching in for that. So the original Aces High that was aired at Worlds was an 80-point squad builder, right? You could build up to 80 points. That's what you got. Um, you must bring a hyperspace point token because of how they enter and exit the field. The actual Aces High <coughs> scenario in the Epic Play has different squad levels at 50, 75, 100, and 125. And they're different dot points based on what squad level it is. Let's look at some of the cards. Unless either of you have comments before we go forward. All right, I'm gonna guess. Okay. So let's Uh, look I will let you I will let you know that it was episode eight. That was close. That's pretty close. We did uh that we did talk about Aces High. Uh, Matt did the entire segment on introducing episode or introducing Aces High in episode eight. So yeah, you were reasonable. You were in the ballpark. Yeah. Um. I don't know why. Stupid spreadsheet. All right. Anyway. All right. So here you go. So here's the the cool looking bomb. It's proton bombs. I I don't think there's anything special in here, Charles. That that I could tell. They nope, look like it's the same just thing. Just a proton bomb that has the device and the bomb on the same thing. So yeah, it looks really cool. Now, I'll be honest with do you, you. Do you guys think that they will include these, or at least this style of cards going forward for like the new card packs that will come out for multi packs and stuff? I really hope so. I I hope so too. Yeah. Um, I'm a little concerned though. Only see here because they have a different artist, right? And then they have a 21 specifically on here for the OP kit year. Um, and these used to be like collectible type things. That's why. Right. But the card format itself. Oh, the format. Oh, um, if they're smart, they will 100% do that. Cause there's zero reason why you wouldn't do this. Except think about an electro shave cloud for frick's sake, you know, like <laughs> how much nicer would that be? The only thing I worry about is if they decide they're going to start eroding, you know, some of these, um, but uh. And I guess FFG didn't my, do my a lot arg- of erratas, did they? I was going to say, my my argument for that is a lot of these bombs have existed since 1.0 in the exact same state that they're in now. There's not been a whole lot of errata to bombs or mines. Okay, so. Yep. And there's the next one, Proxy Mine. There's a card. Looks really cool. I like the Proton better, but I'll take a Proxy Mine one too. I really like it. Notice there is no artist name on here. I don't know why. Um, because I think it's a uh, I think think that's I was going to say I think that's art that existed they didn't hire an artist to do this so this may be like uh, uh, like fantasy flight art 
that was done by an employee, so maybe no art it belongs to Fantasy Flight and now belongs to AMG through the passing of the uh, the licensing. Fair enough. All right. So the next one is Obi-Wan in an ETA. Um, again, it may be because of the card text, because what Obi-Wan does, it seems a little um, silly. I don't know. I could be a, a little incorrect. Like, I got Obi-Wan, but I don't get Anakin. And then the next question is, is if you do run Anakin in 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 the Aces hide, you get that, even though they're not friendly? I, I don't well, know. So Obi-Wan affects himself. He, he does, but not in the same way as if you had an Anakin, though, right? No, exactly. It's yeah, after exactly. you or a friendly Anakin yeah. ship at range zero three executes a maneuver. If there are more friendly, or if there are more enemy ships than other friendly ships, so in this case, every enemy, every ship in your arc is going to be any. So his ability will trigger every turn as long as there's a ship in arc. Uh, you may spend a force to gain a focus. Yep. So what I want to say though, these like okay, when I play this, typically I'm using it with Anakin. So I get it. Okay, fine. I get it. You can still use it. It just, it's just, I don't know. It's weird. They also added patience. Why the fuck you would do that is beyond me. Um, when that's the only ship on the table. But <laughs> I mean, you never know when you need an I five blocker, you know, to regen force. <laughs> you don't need an I five blocker to regen force when you're the only <laughs> bloody ship on the damn table. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I mean, this is cool that you can do that to regain your force, I guess. Um, I like the extreme maneuvers ad. I think that's good. Now, hey, the one thing I want to point out is see how there's no cannons on here? My question becomes is and, and if these are, so these do say AMG's name on them. So the question is, did AMG actually design this stuff or is this just them putting their name on FFG stuff? And did FFG essentially say we fucked up on the cannon, you're not getting a cannon and that was a decision made well before AMG walked into the door. <laughs> Because this makes you question it. I don't know if it matters, but Chris is like uh, nitpicky about those type of things. So I'd say that this was something done by AMG because um, the I mean they've had the the product for about a year now, actually over a year now, and this might be their first actual thing that they that they've actually done and produced um, something to go along with the points releases. Um, the timing is a little tight there, but I, I think this is done on purpose by AMG. Yeah, so they have patience. Uh, where is patience? So force ability. Force. It's it's double force on the card, um, even though he only has one in the ASB. They kind of oh, the huh? That's interesting. Yeah. So it's a that's a quick build that can't exist in the game normally. Without Unless it being a Yoda. quick build. Yeah. If he was Yoda, there would be no problem. So But he's Obi-Wan. He's very clearly not Yoda. Yep. Alright, never mind. When I click quick build, it does not do what I thought it would. We're not gonna do that. All right, so <laughs> I I don't if I'm if I'm an ace player, I'm not running this. I know why Pete why they want to include it. I'm not running this personally. I, I would be like, give me something else. Not only do I not want to only shoot one die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to shoot one red die. Why would you shoot one red die? Because patience gains a deplete token to recover a force. If you, well, so the if thing is, is yeah, if you need to. But you gotta... if you, if you're going to have someone lined in bullseye anyway, thank you for the subscription. 
Um, if you have someone in bullseye, it just makes it a two die bullseye attack. Yeah. I, I whatever. I don't think it's good. Just personally, not. I would. This seems a very silly build, especially when we look at what the next one is, which is Ala Sakura with a million things. So if we go back to our OB, our OB is worth what? Uh, and I really, I do, again, I don't disagree with OB. So we have extreme maneuvers and then what is patience to ship to. So that's a 57 point ship. That's what that is. Nobby, I would generally jump on your hype train for what you just said, but I've gotten more damage on aces range three through a rock than logically standable stand to exist. Um, yeah, I've done so... it to Charles on stream, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I. All right, so let's go into Ala Secure because this is actually like okay. This is a decent build. I think Afterburners is a weird choice. <laughs> um, honestly, uh, you do get one less force token, so maybe you give Obi to the new player. This, I, if I had to pick between these two ships, I would immediately take Ayla in a heartbeat. Like it wouldn't Absolutely. even be a question. Um, and so Ayla is, you know, that he basically zero to one performs an attack. The defender may change one blank result to an eyeball result. Um, so it wants you to be farther away um i wish ayla had an extra force but that afterburners is pretty dope that means you don't have to spend your your um charge on it r2d2 is really good um it was really really good in this in this thing um and then you have outmaneuver which i like outmaneuver on her and i like extreme maneuvers at least in this format i would never put outmaneuver i don't think on her normally um but again they're leaning into this extreme maneuvers I think like what frick, Charles, what is the card that you always put that you can put on Fen if you have one talent slot and you're like, oh, I want to do a hard. What what is that card called? Daredevil. Daredevil. And what does that do? Exactly what Extreme Maneuvers does, only just <laughs> not a force. Not the stress. Yeah. You get a stress. You get a stress. You don't get an action. Like that's your action. So you can't do Fen's, you know, like you you just can't do so, the yeah. same thing. Like so Extreme Maneuvers is really good. Like, especially yeah. for its points. What is uh what is that card cost normally? Not extreme maneuvers, the um predator or whatever one you just points. said. Two points? Daredevil's two points, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Daredevil is two. So it is three more points, but if you aren't four star, there you go. And maybe this is where I would say, hey, you could put another force thing in here and give her the patience. Yeah. I mean patience I mean, honestly, on here makes more sense. You could do the five straight and then just boost and do the extreme maneuvers, and now you've just done like a uh like a five or a six speed hard turn and you're going to outmaneuver some people doing that. So, yeah, I like Ayla. I think this is a good one. Now you want to, she's a great at, crew. We're at 57. <laughs> she's a great. Crew. Yeah. 57 points. Right. So now let's, let's add all these things in here. Oops. What do we have in here? Outmaneuver. Outmaneuver is expensive too. Yes. <laughs> and then we have, I believe Outmaneuver is based on initiative. Oh, there you go. Look, here is a 75 point ship versus our OB at 53 or 55. I, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Why? Like, if we, again, 
if we go back here, and, and, and I'm not trying to pick on AMG and say this is stupid because I really like this kit. If we come here, Obi is a lightweight squad. You know, this is the three point. Ayla is the three. I, I don't know. I, How it, many force points does Ayla have? Just two. Two. Yep. Okay, so Obi with three force has more capabilities to do things than Ayla with two. Sure, but points wise with what either these cards need to be worth more or Obi shouldn't have gone down. That's all I'm saying. Like if we're looking at current costs, this kitted out the way it is is 75. This is 55. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right, let's go on to the, Oh, a Boba Fett. We got a Boba Fett. Yeah, but it's not baby a one that Boba. counts for anything. It's crap. <laughs> it's baby Boba. Yeah. It's baby toddler Boba. Boba. <laughs> if there are no other friendly ships at zero to range two, you may change one of your blanks to an eyeball result. Hmm. I better. So I wonder how often always, that's going to. So always. Yep. So it's a free eyeball. That's that's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. Super lone wolf, basically. Yeah. Um. And you get delayed fuses and seismic charges, which uh, whatever. I don't know. I you never know. You're gonna fight that Obi Wan. You gotta make it thematic. God, <laughs> what does Baby Boba even cost? Seventy. All right, so we have a seventy-four, seventy-four point ship. So at least this one is like a lot closer to Ayla, but that ability. That seems like a mistake to do. I I don't. Yeah, I don't. I agree. I, oh, but it's only well. Hold on, because it's only on defense. You're right. That's fair, and you only get two green dice, so maybe yeah, it won't trigger as often. So. That's true. Now, if you had stealth device on here, all right. Let's keep moving. I'm sorry. Yep. Right. I'm just gonna let that one whiz on by, man. <laughs> now we have Jingle Fat. With dead eye shot, I I don't understand that either. Um, Eighty one points. That's that's yep. the highest so far, I think. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's more than Ayla, and it's an I six, and I can shoot out the front. I don't know. This this seems like a huge mistake to put in here. I know people like like this one. Okay, hey, fine. At least at least it's an I three. But yeah, let's put Django in here. No, thank you. Oh, and now we got Arvel. Who put Arvel in here? Where's my ZZ? <laughs> Who put Arvel in here? <laughs> hey, it's Arvel. Arvel with Intimidation and Juke and Prockets and a Hull and, oh, and shield, shield Upgrade. And E-Wing, basically. Yeah, you're not wrong. All where, right, does, so where does Nobby sit on the Hull Upgrade Procket A-Wing? He would never run it unless, <laughs> except for in this format. Where is Arvel in here? Oh no, the Arvel's fucking rebel. Yeah, yeah, I three or yeah, I three rebel. Mm -hmm. Where's my A wing? RZ two. No, RZ one. And you said it has a rocket on it. Yep, rocket, intimidation, hole, and shield upgrade, which it, it doesn't normally get. Um, but I think that's seven and eight points a piece on a three agility ship. 
Yeah, it's a low point in chip. So yeah, what did you say you think it is? It's a it's seven points uh, for hull upgrade and eight points for shield yeah. upgrade. So that's fifteen so, points total. So we're at forty six. So that's fifty sixty one. Sixty one for an A. That's an expensive A wing. It's beefy for three and three. Uh, six six health total. That's beefy. Yeah, that's uh, you're getting into the what's that? So it's two three three three. Like you're you're getting into defender territory there. Except yeah. for I've only got two hull and two, or three hull and three shields. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's six point yeah. six hull. I don't know. I, the, all right, I changed my mind a little bit. I think Juke's dumb. When am I gonna ever fucking evade with Arvel? I don't. I mean, at I three, you're gonna get shot first. But yeah, you're un unless you're uh, you spent your your pocket. I mean, yeah, you're never gonna evade. Yeah, I like the intimidation. I I don't actually disagree with that one. You know, yeah. well, especially and I don't with his ability. Like yeah, intimidation exactly. should be stapled on Arvel at all times anyway, because yeah. he can shoot at range zero. So, mm -hmm. so I would if if I were running a tournament, I would actually probably run this one. So so far, if I can't get Ayla because everybody else wants it, I would probably run Arvel. Oh my god! They <laughs> all right, Commander Malaris. <laughs> this was a head scratcher. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> with Magpulse warheads. A hull upgrade and a shield upgrade. Where's my tactic? Well, I don't need tactical offer because I'm never going to coordinate. Um, yeah, because you're the only ship on your squad. So, so the funny thing is, is that the ability on Malaris doesn't work with my pulse because it's primary only. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I this one isn't a horrible one. Um, in fairness, this one's not that bad. I, I don't commander prior is decent to some extent. Um, because the, the chances that ships are going to want to do, you know, be more stressed. So I guess let's see, let's go up and look at ones. This one will be stressed, never stressed, never stressed. All right. Never stressed. So far, none of them are going to be stressed. So never mind. <laughs> so far, no sense. <laughs> Nope, everybody's either spending force or not stressing, so... Yep. I mean, I, I guess Magpult is not something I disagree with. I like Magpult's warheads, personally. Um, but... Is, especially you're an I-5. You're an I-5, you have the ability to start stripping things. I don't know. Could be beneficial. Usually, I wouldn't run that, though, if that's the only bloody ship I have left. Like, in yeah. fairness, why would I care about stripping tokens from them shooting somebody else? Unless Especially they haven't shot at me. Hmm? <laughs> and this thing doesn't move worth poop. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, wait, we got to hold on, dude. We got two Zeiss shuttles. We got Gideon now. This one is better. Yep. By far. And sensor buoys make sense. 100%. And snapshot makes sense. 100%. Um, I would run this one too. With snap, though, right? Am I hmm? right? Because it's it's primary on on Gideon, so snapshot wouldn't work on it. Well, for the re rolls and things like that, no, you no, you won. That would be yeah. pretty. Come on, man, that would be pretty broken if you could do that. Because well, snapshot is meant to be roll out. That's it. You don't do shit. Yeah. To you, it. you can't mod snapshot anyway. So yeah, unless you're Turpinier and just roll an additional die. That's that's different. So. <laughs> I agree, Twitchy. I have not seen aces yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. Obi Wan's kind of an ace. Django, Django. No, Django's not an ace. I don't care. Django's not an ace. 
Ayla, I could see it. I don't agree that Django is anyway an ace. Oh, we got an ace here. Kazuda Ziono. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Are the you... best pilot for the, <laughs> the New Republic. There you go. <laughs> um, So you get advanced slam and a hull upgrade. That's it. Oh, and you get Kaz's fireball upgrade. That's it. Not this this one seems like a whiff and a miss. No offense to uh Nobby. I don't even know why it's included. Yeah, I mean this is what fifty points compared to everything else. Yeah. I, I don't even know if it's even that. Oh, they gave us a second fireball. Yeah. Yep. Yay. This one at least has snapshot, right? Like that makes sense. Um Yo, here's an idea. Don't don't give us fucking a T seventy. Don't give us an X-Wing for resistance. Give us the ship that was on screen for a whopping, like, 30 seconds. All right. Hey, quick question. Okay, so I just got a dumb question. We've got Advanced Slam on here, right? Uh-huh. We're playing an Aces High tournament where we got to hit people the score points. If I slam and use a slam action, I'm taking a disarm token, correct? Yeah, so although you have yep. the option of, of just suffering a, a crit... Okay. All right. And maybe that's why that's in here. I, other than that, it just seems a little silly to me, too. Hey, let me yeah. let me just take damage on myself so I could give you points. I, I don't know. Whatever. This is starting to look like a bunch of people at AMG got together with Yasby and just hit the randomize button for a single <laughs> ship. Like, this I don't... You, the fireballs, I don't get. I don't get this. Um... It's same with this coaxium. I mean, at least this is this pairs with the slam action, right? I mean, at least yeah, this one pairs to together. Yeah, yeah. But again, here, uh, I don't know. It, it, yeah, okay. So they both have a hull upgrade. So they're essentially saying, hey, use this ability once. I like snapshot personally on here, but I, I don't know. Wonder if they're trying to push certain ships that they have like an overstock on. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the fire spray. I mean, obviously, the Ada's no, but yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know about the fire sprays either. Maybe. No, it can't. Switchy uh, snapshot doesn't trigger uh, if you're disarmed. Yeah. All right, so we have rampage. I like this one. Um, <laughs> personally, yeah, it's I, a heavy. Those are great ships. Yeah, I like the it. Empire I does, this. The, the Empire rampage does not have a better chassis out there other than the tie heavy, right? No, they they do. They, they do. This is definitely not an ace either. Like, where's my whisper or, I don't know, maybe Vader? If I'm going to allow... Tier Fell is the ace of legend. No, no, no. We're going to stay away from that. That That's a negative play experience for somebody that don't know how to run Tier. <laughs> that's like, you're just done. Like, you're done. <laughs> See you. Have a nice time. <laughs> um, I would run this. Dead Eye Shot seems stupid to me. I'd run this, though. I like tie heavies. I like Rampage. Um, sync laser cannons. I mean, at least they got this right. You know, they, they, they could have put the other one on there. At least they put the correct freaking, um, you know, config on there. Yeah. Oh, look who it is. Skywalker. You know, hey, everybody's... Oh, finally hey, hold on, hold on. Instinctive aim and proton torpedoes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, come here, Django Fett. Come here. Let's. Oh, I don't know. 
I don't even have to take mods. I could take defensive. Oh, come on. So no, to be like... fair, though, like if if we're being honest, that's the most thematic one there is. Yeah. Because the that, only time true. he's ever fired proton torpedoes was based on instinct. That was a force ability that he triggered from from Obi Wan. <laughs> so thematically, this is the most accurate ship thus far. <laughs> yep. Whoever like you know who gets it? Who gets this if we play? This is the brand new player that I don't know how to fly. <laughs> That's who gets this. Hey, Corey, yep. if you're listening to this, you don't get this ship. You, Sean, me, none of us get this. Period. You no get, question. You get baby Boba Fett. <laughs> I'll take baby Boba Fett, actually. All right. So here I get a little excited, right? Because I saw a droid. But <laughs> I saw it's a tri-fighter. And okay, now it. <laughs> here's your independent calculate. Fire control systems and a shield upgrade. Pretty decent, I say. Pretty I decent. Like this particular tri fighter. Uh, I I've actually used this a lot um, when I'm playing steps. Um, it, it's actually a very, uh, especially with independent calculations, just having that double calculate on those turns where you're just going to go in and try to punish. It's a it's a fairly decent ship, especially now with the shield upgrade. That's four hole, and uh, you can get you can get around the board pretty good. So. Yep. And at least with this one, again, it pairs a little differently. You get a lock. With this ship, you want to spend your lock to look at the dial, you know? Um, but then it screws okay. up fire control systems, so I don't know. I it, Whatever. I, I don't disagree with this one. This one, I would run this too, um, and that's because I'm a droid player, so I, I would run this 100%. I don't think points value. We, ha we haven't even been checking points value, but I'm pretty sure this one shows up pretty pretty slim here. Yeah, like not even. I don't even know if it's like 50 points, points, is it? Yeah, it's like 45 points ish. What else did I have on it? Uh, a shield upgrade. Shield upgrade, FCS, and independent, which is free, I believe. Yeah, it, it is. So it's two of these, huh? I see what they're doing there. Oh, it's 48 points, yeah. though. I mean, is that's not the is that the lowest we've seen, or was Arvel the lowest we've seen? I don't know. I Maybe they're gonna have two classifications. Let's move on. Hey, look, another tie heavy that's uh, almost an ace. Yeah, uh, so his ability doesn't work on himself, I don't think, because there's no way to shoot out your sides. If you're in no, there's not. You're right. <laughs> Um, but but if you're too, so you're friendly to yourself. You're in every one of your own arcs. You have to be in the defender side arcs. So if you're parallel with them, um, it's like Jay, I, I've I've gotten this to trigger before. Um, oh, where the like a little bit out of an angle. Yeah, the side arc also hits. Okay, all right, yeah. I, I if you're parallel to them, but you're a little farther ahead, it, yeah, it, it like kind of like a boba type situation. Um, so, Bo uh, Bo Boozy, just so you're caught up, what we are looking at is a leaked kit, uh, an OP kit uh, for an Aces High tournament, which is a different format of X-Wing uh, designed for like a one or two ship list that are under 100 points generally. Uh, and they're really, really quick. So these are quick build cards that are included in that kit. That's what we're looking at. These are not normal. 2.0 X-Wing cards. You're correct. Oh. Um, I like the ion cannon on it. 
I like elusive on it. Um, and I'll the two of you have turned me onto elusive like you wouldn't believe. Um, and you know I like stealth device. So, um, on a two two green or a one green die ship, stealth device will be gone. Um, round one. But hey, at least I get to roll one. Shot. Yep. Until at least I get to roll one extra green die one turn. <laughs> I would never. I wouldn't run this either. I don't know. I like the iron cannon and elusive. I. I don't. Whatever. I'm done. Moving on. Oh look, we got another. Oh my god. None of these are aces. None of these are aces except for loop. That fearsome predator is not bad. This isn't bad. It's on an ace though. So it has advanced sensors, which I think is unique. Um, I've never thought about running that. Uh. On a fearsome predator, maybe because of the cost, <laughs> things pop. Thirteen um, points. Yep. I would probably run this one too. Um, I do because advanced. So advanced as it says, you can may take one action, and actually, if you're doing the calculate thing, you get the two calculates anyway. So you just can't do a red maneuver. You could do the blue maneuver. Okay, I like actually. I like this one almost better than the other one, other than it's an I three. Because you would be able to do the, you would be able to do the, the advanced sensors as long as you weren't stressed, and then you would just do a blue maneuver to clear it. I don't. I like this one too. Wait, what? What does a blue maneuver have to do with anything? Because advanced sensors. The advanced sensors the independent calculate um, to get the the two the two. Uh, oh yeah, fair enough. Okay. And then clear yeah. yeah. The blue. So here's yeah here's Catherine's chart. So I I went ahead and threw that in there. I did not check any of Catherine's numbers, uh, but so far they seem to look uh, pretty identical to what we've been talking about. So we have if we look in the midpoints categories, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. eight. So I I have a different question okay. to ask. All right. How come there's no scum ace? Yeah, where's my Fenra? You know, I don't even care. I want a scum ship. <laughs> There's not a one. Empire is represented. Rebel is represented. CIS is represented. Republic is represented. Resistance is represented. Where, 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 where is scum? I don't know, man. Like, that's a fair question. Hell, even First Order is represented. Scum is the only faction not represented in this kit. Is First Order really represented, though? Hush you, the G shuttle is in there. You be quiet. Yeah, and there's plenty of scum ships that they could have put in there. Yep. You could have done you could have done Sarisu in an M3A or even one of the other lower initiative M3As. Oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, Catherine, I think you're right. Fet uh technically is scum. I mean Really? Really? Let's can we scroll up and look at that card, Chris? <laughs> It's separatist, but you know. Fed oh, so it's not scum. Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> I rest my case. Maybe it was an accident that they included these ones in there instead of the. Wait, well, yeah, where's my real Boba Fett? There you go. Yeah, let me give me scum Boba in a in a yes. Yeah, they fed it up. You're right, Catherine. I don't know, man. <laughs> um. So it is what it is. We. There's no going back. Um, I don't want this to be a negative segment. I don't want to spend a lot of time bitching. I do agree with you, Charles. I think it's BS that we don't have scum in here. Um, I don't understand the logic in that. So, 
I mean, what do I see? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. You could have given two more pilots and have an even eighteen, and then we could have matched these these numbers up, right? Or six, even sixteen. Damn it, I don't know how to count today. And we could have matched the numbers up and had equal parts, like lightweight, e equal parts snub fighter, right? Um, I I don't know. I I think this is a weird. This is weird, and I think if AMG is smart they will address this and have a conversation about it um at some point here in the next month would be nice guarantee you torpo monks is going to be the ace chosen yes no I'm my in. god no yes <laughs> yes hundred percent i bid look we already bitched about these things not having aces hawk, hawk aces yes new meta yeah and you're right i'm a little confused why i've got four separatists in here out of all the things right why yeah. why do i have four separatists in here and where's my dbs 404 there you go give me that <coughs> give me dbs 404 advanced <coughs> protons and i don't know let me land on a rock you know this could also be like a soft confirm that amg is going to make a, a django card for you know scum you know Listen. i don't think charles is buying it he's That's he's having a real hard time it. here <laughs> <laughs> he's all choked up yes all right so i don't really have closing thoughts on it um i i don't know like i i guess i'm not now that i, I did i'll be honest so, so let me be honest i did not look at any of your pictures it's like day before i did we did this i didn't go through any of the stuff to get peer reactions out of me and my initial reaction is saying, I hope that kit costs 10 bucks and all I want out of it is a stupid uh, bomb card. <laughs> That's it. But if it brings more people in the locals, then I'll play it. Whatever. So I'm going to I'm gonna pull a John here, right? Because this is like John's catchphrase anytime AMG changes something. Until I have the chance to play it out and try the single ship builds against each other and see how they play. I am reserving all negative judgment and complaining until I have an actual reason to do so. Well, you could complain a little bit if you want. You didn't get any scum. Yeah, so. I'll complain about that. Yeah, there's no scum. Yeah, that's, I don't know. Boo. I just that's weird that, to me, know, too. Hopefully going forward for upgrade cards only, not, not for, like, pilot cards. The design that they have for the bombs is something that they do going forward because I think that um, that's an elegant way to present all the information without having to stop mid-game and say oh hey what does this bomb do you know so here's here's the issue that i have with the bomb cards i wasn't going to say it because you guys are happy with the bomb cards and it's fine <laughs> but i'm gonna shit all over it for just a second you, we we get this custom art that is gorgeous right on the side of the card that stares at the table because we need to be able to read the words all so right. what's the stop point of it. having the art? Stop it. Stop. Stop. And it'll be in a sleeve. Stop. No one gets to see the art anyway. Uh, all right. I don't sleep my stuff, man. I, you know, I just I have a strict no food, no drink policy on my table. <laughs> yes. Um. Good night, Nora. Good night.
Yeah, they don't have school tomorrow. So for anybody you before you judge me, nice. before you judge me, my kids don't have school. So hey, my Snow day? kid ain't going to school either. She's going to Legoland tomorrow. So oh. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. We Is don't get to snow do day. That. Is it a snow day, Chris? No, no, it's not. It's a teacher in service day. So ah, fair enough. And they need those. I didn't know they had off though. So like I had my whole day planned to go into my office and now I'm not going in. So your new office or your old office? Uh for my current company. I still have ah. another week left before I join the other team. Ah, so. just peace out. No, 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 no. Anyway, so let's not talk <laughs> about my my stuff. Let's 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 talk about the rules update. So we we promise we talk about it. We are not gonna get to the meta less fortress thing tonight. It's just not gonna happen. Not at all. I, I have enough. There's look, we could probably like spend the next 20 minutes on just um hugs. Yes, I uh, feel like I feel like the meta fortress thing is starting to turn into uh Matt Damon on, on a Jimmy Kimmel show. Like every time he shows up, it's at the end of the show, and there's just not enough time for an interview segment, so he just keeps <laughs> getting pushed off to the next episode and the next episode <laughs> and the next episode. And that's what's happening to Chris statistical analysis. I know. And that's like my favorite part of the game, but we had some really major change-ups, and I will be remiss if we don't have that conversation tonight, especially because I got to test some of these out this weekend. Um, so the first major change we had is gas clouds no longer offer evades free evades. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Honestly, I, I like it because it helps me as a swarm player, but I don't like it because it also harms me as a swarm player because I get two green dice. And I kind of like that free evade. Um, I don't like it that aces get it, but I like when I get it. So, so, I I <laughs> I, I'm a little mixed on on the on it as well because yeah, when you're running some very fragile aces, swims your fell. Sometimes you just need that cloud to save you. But at the same time, um, it can get, they can be abusive, especially if you're like, you're just relying on that to constantly have your ship, you know, get saved. And then you arc dodge and come around and you just table your opponent 200 zero because they're never landing a shot on you. Um, I think that the part that was left that, that in my opinion should have been added on is making more consequences for the gas cloud. Um, honestly, I think that on a crit or a blank result, you should get a deplete token because deplete is part of the game. Um, it's something that should be implemented more in the game, and there should be consequences for going over the gas clouds. Um, you know, other than you know, just a fifty percent chance of just getting a, a strain token. I don't. Um, I don't agree. Yeah. I, I don't agree. And and here's why. So there is one effect for the debris, right? which is you get a stress and maybe a damage. There is one effect for an asteroid, right? Which is you skip your action and maybe a damage. And no shot. And no shot. Unless well, no, you're a you droid. Can, you can shoot if you go through a rock. You can't shoot if you land on it, but if you go through yeah. it, you still get your shot. I think the gas cloud should be you get a strain or deplete with a chance for damage. So make it make it crit only like uh like a debris cloud is. How about but, blink? What about would blink be better? Or no, there's more blinks, aren't there? Yeah, there's more blinks. 
So I, I kind of agree with the charge, but the only problem is that if you give the player the choice to take a strain or a deplete, um, they're going to do it in favor. Like on, like, let's say they, they have like a bunch of ships behind them that they know that they're going to get shot at and they're going to take a deplete every time just to make sure that they keep their, um, keep their greens up the entire time, you know? And, um, what about a guaranteed ion token with a dice roll for either a stress or a deplete or a strain or a deplete? That, uh, I, I don't know. If you um, if it's an ion token, would, nobody running them. You ain't running gas like, cloud. It, it, it disproportionately affects more on the smaller base ships than a medium or a large would, because they could just go over the 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 gas cloud and be like one ion, sure, okay. Uh, but a small ship, that's going to be like sure, uh, just spitballing, right? Because the reason, and I understand the reason they changed it. The reason they changed it was because. Statistically speaking, gas clouds were better to bring for almost any list except for a droid swarm uh, <laughs> in the game. It was you were more beneficial to bring gas clouds because you could fly through them and there really was minimal minimal effect and there was maximum gain. Because if I'm a big ship and you're shooting me through a cloud, I'm getting evade. No matter what my dice roll, I'm getting an evade. If I roll evade or focus, I get an evade. If I roll a blank, I get it evade. Like, there's no downside to the cloud other than, oh, no, there's a chance I might get a straight. Yep. I, in that aspect, that's, that I, I, I guess in that aspect, when you put it that way, I kind of agree. Let's get rid of the evade. That seems like a, a dumb mechanic that probably yeah. should not exist. It, yeah. For hitting an obstacle or being behind it. I mean, think of this way. Blackout. Oh, hey, I'm behind a gas cloud, and then I use <laughs> yeah. sensitive controls to barrel roll. That's true. Yeah. No. All right. We'll move on from that. Um, Chafe Cloud is now an obstacle and a, dev a device. Seems not like a dumb wording, but whatever. Um, yeah. It was just a clarification on AMG's part because the original was like a little convoluted on how they were get arriving to the same point and cleaned up a lot of the language um, and the rules reference for that. Um, and it, uh, it also clarifies that, you know, you can, you cannot add additional charges to the chaff cloud, um, you know, for like delay fuses. Um, so you're only getting that one, uh, charge mm -hmm. on it and then it's gone the following turn. Um, and it also adds the interaction with scale bombardier. Um, so that would be, it's not on the FO bomber, but I think on the K wing, um, where you can, uh, instead of doing the three bang for the straight, you can do like a five straight, um, get it farther out. Um, so it, it makes it a, little, a lot more useful for those chassis. So. Yep. Yeah. I, and I like that they clarified, officially clarified the delayed fuse thing. Cause it's like, yep, just there's no reason to put two on there. We don't need this thing sitting out there longer. Not for four points. Maybe if it was like 20 points. Okay, fine. You could do that. But for four points, no way. I don't, I don't need this thing to be out there three churns, you know? Um, and, and the probability that you're going to be affected by it for three churns, <laughs> I, I, that's just not a reality, especially because if you get surprised the first turn, you're just going to fly through the damn thing the next turn. If you can, like, you're just going to go like, screw it. You know, it, the only, again, you know what it benefits a droid swarm. Sadly enough. Right. And yeah, it, just, exactly. it does. I can now land on it. I can land on this stupid thing. Officially. I can land on these things, you know, and you can't target lock me and I'm getting an extra dice. I don't know. Like, We'll see. 
I there's only one ship I think that one no, you know what? There's two ships that can take that CIS. Oh my god. Anyway, we're gonna, you know. So the the one thing on that, because you brought the droids and, and I wasn't exactly clear on it. Now when you're using the struts on the droid, um, and you're still on the chaff cloud and you decide to stay put, right? You don't go off it, do you get jammed again? Or can you still take an action because you're ignoring it? <laughs> oh my god. I think you found hold on. Let's go look at that. Hold on. We're gonna go look at that a second. That's that's interesting to think about. Because do you, which which comes into play more often? Yeah, because I mean, think about it. If you're a hyena and you're on it, right? You know, you're not going to get locked because you can't be locked while you're on the chat cloud. So that's an added, uh, like, defensive buff for it. But I just wonder if you still get jammed, um, even though you're technically not going over it again. You know, you just, like, you rotate or something. All right. So Lanny Shrups say you can ignore obstacles at range zero. <laughs> Okay. Oh my god. Yeah. So I think that would work. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you have electro shafe missiles. Yeah. Oh, they don't have the card. Where is the card that usually pops up down here? Well, I guess it doesn't pop up. Um uh this this becomes more important for droid swarms. Maybe I should have changed my list for crate cup this week. <laughs> Play tested. <laughs> mm, mm, all right so this sounds like we're gonna go to amg and i'm gonna turn this in that that's what this sounds like i think that's i need to do that because i think we need to know i think that's a good point because if i can i can ignore all the effects the only the if i if you ignore the effects though and you're already target locked do you not break target locks then but then it says you can't be target locked while you're on it i, I don't know like now now we're in now we're in like this weird conundrum world so i Ugh. I I think the wording on it just means that the the droid ignores it. So, but if it, right, it's just like when Han lock, they have to. It's just like when Han them. target locks with Kira, right? I can ignore the the rock for my shot to you, but the rock is still there, so I still get the trick shot. But when you shoot back, I'm not ignoring the rock, so I get the additional die <laughs> from not you know from the rock existing so you know all the shenanigans from having kira Han. so i think i think this just gives you like a cis type situation of that where you can't be target locked but you can still do all your shenanigans while you're on it yeah we found your list for you man yeah um yeah charles can we email chris and tell him we're gonna change (laughs) you can go ahead i'm not changing my list so here's the worst part. You can run one, two, three, four, five, six, seven drones and one bomber. Fuck it. I guess you're going to run two of them. That's what you're going to do. That way you yeah, get two remember, clouds. Only last two turns. But, uh, I mean, Nobby, the chaff is a debris cloud. Oh, my God. You know, this is horrible, dude. In you? the in the most recent rules reference that they released, Nobby, they specify that the chaff is a debris cloud. Okay, so then it acts like a debris cloud, which is what a droid can land on and ignore everything. Yeah. No, it can't. No, yes, it can. Here's an idea, because they also add. specified they also specified that the thing from the rig cargo chute is a debris field. Could oh, you fly? Yeah, you can, could oh. you on cargo chute? Yeah. 
yeah, could you fly a fire spray with rig cargo chute and then just park your droids behind it and then just wherever you wanted to park your droid, drop the cargo chute, all the droids latch onto the cargo chute, and now you've got your own little island. So you can actually run the 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 cargo chute and the chaff missile on a fire spray. <laughs> You're yeah. not getting very many droids though. Like let's <laughs> no. just be honest. <laughs> But I mean, that's what two two hyenas worth. I mean, can someone pull up the rules reference for the chaff cloud? All right, yeah, well, you, you know what? I'll yep, I'll do it right now. Hold on, you guys keep talking about crap and um, arguing about it, and I'll yeah. Be right I mean, back. The, uh, <laughs> the separatist generic is sixty three points base, and the hyena, uh, the separatist bomber that can carry the. The uh, electro trap is twenty nine points, so you're paying a little bit more, but you're getting more. You're getting double the health, and you can carry both on one thing, and you're getting double arcs on a generic. Um, so that's that's a pretty solid buy in, I would say. You know, if you could find the points to fit everything else on it, uh, it's an obstacle and a device. Mm -hmm. All right. <clears throat> Taking a million years to load, but I have a. Yeah. Just control F and try and see if you can find. Actually, I think I downloaded it. Hang on. <laughs> oh, that's I what I should have done. I should have downloaded it. All right, so you yeah, want me to hit I, control I, F. I what do you want me to find? Debris? Mm -hmm. uh, chaff. C-H-A-F-F. Sorry, my computer is wanting to be slow. It's an apple, we understand. <laughs> All right, next week, Charles is running the show, and Chris is going to give the commentary. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why is it? Are you sure it's not their website? It might be. Yeah, I'm, I'm going the back way through, um, through FFG's site. Maybe it, they might have it there, too. Yeah, it's like it's frozen for me. Yeah. No worries. We can always come back to it. All right. While we come back to it, let's go into the next one. What's the next one's like, Jay? So the next one on it is a clarification on ion shifts being assigned a dial in secret that's placed on the card. Uh, in the event that the ion yeah, token is removed from the ship, meaning it's no longer ioned during the planning phase. Um, I believe the interaction here is with Cutthroat, um, where um, that could uh, remove a, a red token, in this case, an ion token. Um, so that way the ship is not stuck doing that one forward maneuver from an ion token. Um, that's something that's in very interesting, very edge case. I'm trying to think how you would trigger somebody to die during the planning phase. Um, but um, but yeah, it, it is a possibility. All right. Here's your electric shape cloud, Charles. Right. It says it's a device and an obstacle. 
Okay, so your yeah. struts can latch onto it, but it is not a debris cloud. Yeah, it just says it's a cloud. Oh, Twitchy shared something for the AMG forums. Well, good. So, so I don't have to submit the thing then? Though. Uh, man, that would be great, though, if you could. Uh, All right. So, no, it doesn't even, it, but it does not address. They are an obstacle and not a bomb, bind, or device. As such, they have a similar manner to other obstacles, including the effect of seismics. You cannot place additional fuse markers. The wording around obstructing defines what happens when an attack is obstructed. Similar to asteroids or debris clouds, the defender rolls one additional dice and nothing else. Gas cloud. So, this is something I can use. Why can't I shred a, a, a chaff missile then? I don't... If it's an obstacle. Because the, the struts, unless I'm reading the wrong struts, landing struts state that when you execute a maneuver, if you overlap an asteroid or debris cloud. Gotcha. So go. because it specifies asteroid or debris cloud and the chaff is simply an obstacle, it is okay. not a debris cloud, you cannot. You can on rig cargo chute. Yeah. But you cannot yep. for landing or you cannot for the chaff cloud. Gotcha. Hey, wait, look at that. We learned something. So yeah. sad. I'm sad. I'm sad. Yeah. I'm sad now. You guys made me sad. I, I was hoping this would be like really good. Anyway, let's move on. All right. Um, so what's is is that the last of the major changes? I mean, okay, yeah, the so change far, yeah. that you have to have a real ship on the base. I don't care. We'll move on. I don't. I don't. At all times. At all times. Four peg meta. Like yep. whatever. And you want to know the funny thing is, I always do those anyway because it helps me in my mind sometimes remember what's Vader versus Soon's here. Just Ooh, I know the on. ships look different, but here's a question. How does collision detector interact with a chaff cloud? All right. Are you are you going to take that, or are you just asking me the question? I've got to look up collision detector. Yeah, same here. I don't use it enough to know exactly what it is. My guess is right. that it does work because if it's an obstacle, it should. Uh... While are you? Yep. While you boost or barrel roll, you can move through and overlap obstacles. After you move through or overlap an obstacle, you may spend one to ignore its effects. So because it's an obstacle, yep. Collision detector still allows you to go through it uh, and ignore its effects until the end of round. So I guess any effects that the chaff cloud brings can be ignored. Absolutely. And yes, chaff clouds do trigger trick shot. Man, all these things sound like horrible things for droids. It also horrible makes things. Dash stronger. It doesn't make them stronger. What are you talking about? Uh Dash can Dash can oh, have Dash? Uh, yeah. Oh, man, fuck Dash. Yeah. <laughs> stop. No. We're not having no moving on. I don't want to have that conversation because I'm gonna get angry again and it'll be a whole you, do you want to go to bed tonight, Charles, or do you want to listen to me rant about why Dash well, just, is still the worst fucking shit? I'll just it, log off. <laughs> Dash is literally the new Torkoal Mux. There you go. There's the hashtag. Dash is the new Torkoal Mux for me. 
Yeah, um, we're going to move on. All right, so is that all the major things? Um, yeah, so far. Because then yeah. they have a Palpatine. Two, and then our... Or a Padme update. I don't know if that's yeah, important. Uh, Palpatine was ruled that uh, if another ship uh, that has Palpatine is affecting the dice on, um, on a triggered... Padme. Uh, yeah, because Padme says ship. you can't modify more than one die. Yeah. But since it's another ship modifying the die, it's still okay. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's good Good to know, though. That's actually, that's that's good. I think that's a positive change. Um, Hey, Nobby, guess what we did not get? Um, You didn't get to have justice for Zari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And we're not going to get into that tonight, Nobby, just as an FYI. I will, we will have that conversation at some point, but not tonight. All right, so if that's all the other major changes, on Friday, they decided to release um, not a stream like they told us they were going to. They decided they were going to release the their version of the rules versus what it really was. And you know what? We didn't take a screenshot of that, did we? I don't think we did, did we? We are not very good at this, are we? <laughs> I, I'll bl I'll blame Charles. That's who I'll. Blame. That's fine. That's what everybody does. So like right. my wife. Like your wife? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. I hope your wife does not listen to this. She All blames right. me. It's fine. She knows. Fair enough. So, the thing that they stated was on Facebook, correct? They, they didn't post this to Twitter or Twitch or anything. It was all Facebook, correct? Yeah, uh, Twitter first and then Facebook, I believe, yeah. Okay. So here's what it is. Um, so they, they did explain that they had a windstorm, which is fine. I get it. You know, like, things happen. Understandable. Um, I don't know if I would have released it personally because they created a lot of controversy, <laughs> I think. Um they only have 49 comments on this thread, though, so I'm a little surprised by that, uh, given the amount of backlash that the Fly Better podcast group has seen. Like, holy crap. Um, I probably should make it so you can read it instead of me. Let me fix that. There you go. I'm a professional podcaster. Don't worry. All right. <clears throat> so now. here's the thing. It says number two. I wonder what number one is. They don't have a number one, do they? Oh, yep. There's number one. We're going to do so, number one first. Oh, yeah. X-Wing is played over a series of rounds. <laughs> like, we didn't know, right? So glad we specified that. Thank you. Planning phase. Players choose maneuvers for their ships using maneuver dials. Once the dials are set, players roll to determine player order for the round is described in the determined player order setup. Randomly determine the first player as follows. Roll three attack dice on a crit. Whoever has the most, your first. Eyeballs are the first tying consequence, and hits are the second one. If there is still a tie, you re-roll until it's broken. All right. Seems logical so far. After all ships have assigned dials to them, players roll to determine player order. Note that the first round of the game... Player is order is determined during setup. After player order has been determined, play proceeds to the system phase. 
So, what that tells me is that we're determining player order every round. Am I correct in, in this? Yeah. That that's what you're both reading. This is not that's just what I read, yes. Okay. And we're gonna roll three bloody attack dice every round. Except for the first round, because that was determined when we decided to place obstacles. Correct? Yes. That is my understanding, yes. The initial is done before setup, and then after that it's just in between the end phase and the system phase. All right. I played two games this weekend in person, actually, um, with a buddy of ours who's been playing for as long as Charles has, at least, if not longer. Correct. Um, nice guy. Um, I feel bad because I kind of sprung this on him. Jack off. I, I, I kind of sprung this on him. Um, we When I showed up on Friday night, I was like, hey, by the way, <laughs> want to play the new rules? Eh, come on, let's play the new rules. I need some testing, you know? Um and weird side note, Sec J, uh, before we end the show, we're gonna have a conversation about your shirt uh for a second there. Uh, but I'm not I'm I'm gonna we're gonna move past that because it has nothing to do with X Wing. But I'm very interested in your shirt and understanding what that is, because that might be a new competitive game I need to get into. Um, you never played Catan? No, no, I have, but not competitively. Dice Tower Con 2019. I helped. That's it. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> never mind then. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Chris is just getting distracted because it's almost eleven. Um, so we played two games. The first game, we both had all I threes. Now I'm going to be honest. I did not pick the list I wanted, um, versus his list. We were kind of doing a, um, clone wars versus separatist type thing. And I kind of wanted to practice a little bit for my crate cup. Cause I felt really stupid that I was the one that lost this week. Um, so I wanted a little bit more practice, especially with what, and, um, we ran into I threes. Uh, so obviously for initial setup, whatever that we've been, pl I've been playing random player world rules for first player, second player, um, for determining once per game, uh, for the last month now, since they announced that, but it, that's nothing new for me. Um, my local, everything we've kind of been pushing it. Um, every time I play with Phil, it's the same thing. It's like, no, we're going to play this way. Cause they're going to move that way. Um, what we did play was we rolled, once we started engaging, we had to roll who's going to go first. My initial reaction when they said this is, I thought this was the dumbest thing because the big thing is that comes out of that is before dials are set, correct? Uh, after dials are set. Or, I'm sorry, roll. yes. After dials are set, you determine it. After dials are set. So here I have to assign my dials and then decide if I'm going to be first or second player. So if I'm a swarm player and I want to go in for blocks, I had an I3 and they have I3s and they get to move first, I'm going to lose every one of my blocks, lose all my mods, everything. Same with Jedis. If Jedis knew they were going first at an I3, which is what he ran his three Jedis and um, Warthog, he knows in his world what's going to happen. Now, I will tell you, I was very dismayed at first. The amount of times we complained about it was every round more than one time sometimes because it's very hard to set a dial when you know I would normally set my dial doing this because I know I'm going to go first and if I'm going to go second even as a droid player going second I know I'm going to be a little bit more weird and cagey in how I'm doing things so you know if I know he's going to come in and block me with his stupid Jedi's and have double modded shots on 
droids, I'm going to be caging to, you know, two talents, right? Or I'm going to disengage with one Jedi and go after a second Jedi. Um, I'm going to rotate on a rock a certain way because I know that that Jedi is going to be there. But when he gets to move first and then boost around the rock, I don't know whether he's going to actually do it or not. And on his world, he's the same thing. He's saying, I don't know whether I should boost around or not. Should I go after what? Should I not go after what? Should I choose this droid over this droid? I have no idea which to do. Um, so initially we were very dismayed when I had time to sit down and think about it. The amount of choices and actions I had were through the roof. Just like the way I played was completely different. And in the long run, it felt like more strategy to me. Now that's just me. I had time to play. Did either of you had time to play games this weekend? No. Yeah, so I, I got to play two games, um, two very different games. Um, the first one was uh, I was running a, a bombing swarm. Um, I had about five ships with bombs, um, all I, I twos and threes, I believe, um, versus like a more ace setup. It was a four ship list with uh, with uh, four, two fives, and a six. Uh, one of the, the fives had a bomb to like a seismic charge. Um, so there wasn't really any overlap. Um, for the RPO at that point, the only time that it did matter when it was you know the system phase where we need to drop a bomb, um, and even then it wasn't really like significant. Um, you know, at, at that point, RPO just felt like an afterthought. Um, but the game that did matter uh, was uh, Ace versus Ace setup. Uh, I had uh, two I or two I and I six against a four five and a six, and um, there were two turns in a row where I ended up getting the initiative, um, you know, just trying to play um, as best as I could. Uh, honestly, I, I find myself playing a lot more conservative, you know, doing slower maneuvers where I can get the arcs pointed where I need to. And I tend to stagger at that point, and, you know, to prevent him from getting behind me in the event that I am going first. So I find myself playing a lot less aggressive because I, I have to prepare for both possibilities, right? Um, and then on one turn, uh, the third turn where, where uh, RPO mattered, um, I ended up having to go, f um, have him go first. So he ended up K turning before I moved. So I ended up blocking him um, because he was expecting my ship to get out of the way. And because he ended up having that initiative, he couldn't complete the K turn, managed to get behind him and finish off his I-5. So, um, it, it makes the game a little more chaotic. Um, it definitely leaves a lot more randomness, um, you know, uh, for it. And honestly, it's going to change list building a lot, honestly. Um, I think that um, that the value of these, like, pre-maneuver or, uh, like, after you set your dial stuff, like um, Informant or Snow Crew, whatever, to let you see what your opponent is going to do with the Snow Crew? Did you say Snow Crew? What's Snow yeah, Crew? Snoke. Snow crew on FO Snoke. Um, oh, so you can spend okay. the force. Not snow crew. Snoke <laughs> crew. Like I was like, Snoke. did we get snow troopers? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> so yeah, no, Snoke, uh, you can spend a force and uh, flip a dial um, from any ship um, beyond range three. Uh, really good upgrade for, for this type of thing. Um, they're definitely going to be worth their weight in gold now um, for this because it's it's almost, especially if you're running like an ace type setup, you have to have this now um, because otherwise you're running blind and it's going to mess you up. So, yeah. 
I said this in a lot of our offline chats. As much as I don't agree with the whole random player order decision, looking at a battlefield scenario, right? There's no rules. There's no order of engagement, right? Sometimes a clone's going to get a lucky maneuver where they're going to block Obi-Wan. <laughs> Right. Sometimes, sometimes a droid is going to get a lucky maneuver and block uh, an ace I six pilot. Sometimes that I six pilot's going to screw up and move before everybody else because he gets overzealous. Right. There's any number of situations where chaos ensues, and the order of things is thrown out the window. And I feel like this is the best possible option to bring that chaoticness into the actual game. Yeah, and I think Charles, I think that's a that's kind of a good point, right? You know, like you make a that makes a really good point. And, and yeah, you pointed that out. And I, I'll be honest, at first I was kind of like, nah, whatever. But after I played it, um like I said, my our, our friend has a completely different opinion. And but after I played it, I kind of felt like that, and I kind of felt in the long run, it equals out a little bit of play style, right? You're, you're not completely being able to dominate as somebody that has played for 10 years, right? And how long has this game existed? It's uh, eight years, I want to say. Okay, eight right, years. It came out in like 14 or 15. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of years, right? You know, I mean, that's, that's a long time for a game. Usually games, you have to be careful because... Unless you're somehow magic, the gathering games don't usually last that long or Pokemon that has a whole side series that can support their failing card games. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, again, I've been very opposed to a lot of changes, honestly. And I've been very, I won't say that I've not been very down on AMG. You know, my bigger thing is the communication right over the changes personally if we're gonna be honest my bigger thing was the communication that they had we're now getting communication i feel a lot better i don't feel they want to end the game and i'm having a harder time not wanting to accept some of the changes at minimum to try them out because of the fact that if this means we could get more people to play the game more people to buy the product the competitive scene's not going to die in destiny what happened for me right they start, they say we're done producing. You, the 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 competitive scene dried up within three months, pretty much. You know, it was gone. If if they're saying we don't believe we need this to continue to exist, but we want to grow this brand, and it's going to become more and more bloody expensive because we're having these stupid ships like the Mandalorian that only come into freaking scum, you know, and we're going to get bad batch at some point, <clears throat> hopefully, and you know. Um, you got to think, what does that mean for the game, right? What does that mean? And, and, and like, if this allows for a little bit more of the ability for people to play competitively that normally might not, like, I wish Matt were here tonight because I want Matt's opinion because Matt hates competitive play because Matt gets um, tilted and then loses pretty much all the time when he gets tilted. When he wins... It's great. When he's on that streak, he's he loves it. He he tabled all of us when we got to meet in person, blah, blah, blah. He was doing really good, right? But when he gets tilted, everything goes downhill for him. 
and when him and I play in person, that's a fact. Like if I play Droid Swarms two two games in a row, by that third game, he's tilted. And it don't matter what I play, I usually win. So I like I vary up my list, but this gives that guy that gets tilted like that a little bit more of an advantage because of the fact that there's chaos that ensues. And Charles, to your point, like you're saying, like that's how a real dog fight would be. And if we yep. actually want to look at like if we want to talk war, right? Which this is what we're doing. We're simulating freaking war. If you look in war, how many times do you see a gold medalist that hits every single time, right? That person is in combat every time and lives to tell about it. How many times? I don't think that exists. I don't think a guy goes out and flies fighter pilots, F-22s, and I don't know, do stealth bombers even exist anymore? You know, like, I have no idea. I don't think they do, but whatever. Like, how They, do they you... still exist, but they're not really used. Yeah. How often do you see a pilot like do a really good job and then come back, get awarded and go back out there and do it seven, eight, nine, ten times. Like we see in star Wars. And I get it's a movie, but for fuck's sake, folks, like the reality of that is the reality of that is non-existent. Right. Well, like I'll give a different example, right? And this is something that is completely not star Wars or X-wing related. You, I, and a mutual friend, Bob, we play ghost of Tsushima online. We play the multiplayer. We have done the survival missions more times than any of us can can count, right? Yes. <laughs> Every time we play it, it's completely different. Every time there's a random generation of enemies, Bob misses a headshot that allows Chris to get blasted by an Oni, or Bob misses a parry, but he knows he should have done that parry, but he gets overzealous with trying to shoot an arrow or trying to be fancy, and whatever, and it bites us in the ass. That's the chaos of the battlefield. It doesn't matter how many times you've done it over and over again. There are so many different variables, and this is just one of those. Yeah. Now, I haven't let Psych J talk, and I'm gonna you can have the floor in a few seconds here. I have I, I want to address a little bit of Catherine's viewpoint, right? Of it, this adding chaos incentivizes people to blame bad games. I don't disagree. At all. And I could tell you, you know, that did not come up with Phil and I, but we did sit there and say, well, if I had done this and you and you had done this, if we knew who was going first, we would know how this would end. And while I agree that sometimes, and, and this is maybe where you and I might disagree a little bit, but when you add chaos into there, randomness can be bad. I'm the guy that's going to tell you, like, in politics, I'd rather ran, ran, run randomness in there. I'm the guy that like likes somewhat of the anarchy aspect of life, um, you know, in, in terms of how to shake things up, because I think there's nuances and things that people don't want, don't don't like to change. And when they don't like to change, they get stuck in their ways. And sometimes we need that to shake things up a little bit. I agree with you. I think there's going to be a lot of people that will blame this on the chaos. I, I 100% think that's going to happen. I think we've already seen it this weekend. Um, if you, I I spent Friday night um, for about an hour and a half in Crate Cup um, chats discussing with people. I was in the Fly Better a little bit um, on Facebook a little bit. Uh, it, it's happened. We've talked about it in our local group too. Um, and and my challenge, I guess then, right, would be is if if the randomness 
creates a somewhat negative play experience for people, certain types of people. What is a better way to level out the game per se than to allow for competitiveness to be had at all levels? What is the, the solution to that without having random first player art? And I'll, I'll just say this and let that stew for a little bit because I kind of want a little bit more of Psych J's thoughts on this, right? So to kind of kind of provide you an answer on that, there is this um, from a design space. I think this opens the door for AMG to introduce more upgrades that deal with um, post style uh, like manipulation or uh, post uh, RPO manipulation of your dial, right? Because um, if you think about this from the perspective of like um, the other part of the game that's that has random chance in it is the attack dice or like anything involving rolling your dice um, for like damage, right? There's always a set chance that you're always going to either miss or you're going to hit. And there are upgrades that help you mitigate those chances, right? Predator, um, marksman, uh, fearless stuff that modifies your dice to, um, you know, tilt that chance of you pushing that extra damage through um on an attack currently right now we don't have much i mean we have the crews that i mentioned earlier that help you see what your opponent's style is going to be um the only ones that actually alter your dial uh is r2a6 on the republic sassitan also on the um in the republic as well those are the only ones that actually help you adjust your dial post fact uh, oh i'm sorry season navigator is a generic one as well that's a crew um those uh, i think this is just going to open up the space for that um it wouldn't surprise me if we find a force talent um that helps you uh, modify your your dial after the fact um or we end up getting more talents that help you do that um i think this just opens up the design space for that ultimately i think that the philosophy of amg is pushing the casual play more and more into it uh more towards that direction because it, um, to kind of borrow a quote from Dark Knight, you know, uh, chaos is fair. It affects both people equally. You know, it, it may seem from your point of view that, especially when you get a string of bad, bad events that happen to you, you're going to blame that particular bad event because you're like, oh, if I would have had, you know, if the other person would have had initiative, I would have been able to react better. Um, but at the same time, um, I, I think they're just trying to make the game a little more appealing. And it's going to bother us more seasoned players who play competitively um, that this element of chance can't be uh, mitigated, especially with traditional ace lists that don't have the ability to manipulate their dials after the fact or know what their opponent's dial is going to be after the fact. So it's uh, it's going to be a tough adjustment uh, for, for a lot of our 20 players. And it's going to shift the meta a lot, honestly. All right. So I've another thing and and i'm not all right i've never made i've made top cut before but i've never won a gsp i've never won a tournament in x-wing so i'm not this great i mean look at my crate cup team i mean like i'm technically the one and two guy and they're the two and one guys right that's that's fair um so maybe i'm not the guy to have this conversation per se but as an average player, we'll just call me an average player, right? Who likes to think he's good? I like to think I'm good. I like strategy games. I love strategy aspects. What I don't like is when I can figure it out and win every time. At some point, it becomes boring. And I'll use Marvel for a, for a second. I'm going to jump to Marvel Champions 
only for the pure fact that Marvel Champions, to some extent, became boring when I could build these OP decks. And I know I'm playing just with a friend, with a friend or a brother or whatever, you know, or my son. It still became a little boring when I could crush the villain every time. And so, like, I introduced the heroic aspect, and my son hated it. You know how many times we lost? Like, out of four games, we lost three because it became that much harder. The the craziness, the chaos aspect of it became that much harder. Now, I enjoy it more. You know why? Because I'm not guaranteed to win. I don't just want to win to win. I want to be the best, <laughs> which I'm not in X-Wing. So there's that. But but what, and and again, I'm not the best player in the world. But what I did when I played against another I-3 Swarm versus my I-3 Droid Swarm is I did moves I would never, ever strategic, strategically ever do, ever. And I'll, for example, what did a three sloop? You know how many times my Beelzebub has ever done a three sloop? Almost ever, unless it's an uncontested shot. It never has. But I did it out of the pure fact that I said, I have an 80% chance to know I will outmaneuver his ships this way because... So far, he's hit first player eight or seven out of the eight times. Literally, seven out of the eight times he got first player. It was not me. Um, even though we rolled dice every round, it was not me. And so the sloop said, I knew he wouldn't think about me doing this weird sloop to get out of his one or his two Jedi's arcs and give me a shot on his one Jedi. And then my other droids both got calculates. I get my free re-rolls, so I don't need my focus as much. I agree. Randomness and chaos create a hard level of play. It does. I think this is a discussion we need to have for quite a while. I don't think this is a discussion that's over and sealed. But what I will say is that strategically, I had to think about what that player was going to do if he went first and if he went second, to me, that forced me to be a better player, honestly, than I normally would have been. Because if I knew he was going first, I know exactly what that Jedi was going to do. And I would counter that to some extent, right? And and you know what it made me feel like? And maybe this is wrong to say, and I, I apologize to any newbies listening. Um, <laughs> but when you play a new player... And I was told this too. So Phil told me this when I first started. He said, I don't understand how you think. I don't get how you're making these moves, right? And it's because I didn't know how his ships would react. <laughs> the first time I ever played X-Wing, I just made moves that I thought would be really cool and would work. And 50% of the, the time, it worked. And so when you play a new player, it's the same way now. Now I'm two years in, right? And I we have a new player in our league. And I played against this person. and um. They made moves that screwed me over because I was like, who, who in God's green earth would ever do that? <laughs> like, like you would never do that because I know how that ship operates and I know how that ship should go. Like assume tier fell does not stress itself ever. I'm sorry. It just does not happen. <laughs> you don't do that. Like you don't do that. You don't do a red maneuver unless again, you're getting a very uncontested bullseye shot. You just, that's not soon tier fell. He's going to outmaneuver to a different way. Right. And what it did is I had to play against a guy that had been playing for longer than me that was making moves that 
felt like I was playing against a new person and actually made me excited. And I'll be honest, this is probably not a popular opinion. I was kind of excited to play the game again. I don't know how this will feel in, in a tournament. I don't know how this is going to feel in competitive play. I don't know how and I'm sitting across from like Paul Olson or a fuck Nobby or a Catherine, right? I don't know how I'm going to feel when we have to all make these random BS decisions to some extent. I don't know yet because I've not played in a competitive tournament this with this. And I would actually encourage us to, to tell, I would encourage GSP to take this on only because they're the data. I'm not the data. They're the data. You know what would be fun? If we had to play Alderaan with this. And I only say that because, not because I'm this average player that just wants to make top cut and get a bunch of cool prizes, which I, I do want that. But um, I want to win them based on merit, not based on randomness. And what I would say is if they did this, this would be a great test for competitive play to see that. And if not, I'm going to encourage our local to create that. I want a aggressive competitive test where people who have had to make cuts, who have had to do these things, we play against each other so that we can see what this is. Because to me, and I know I'm being long-winded now, and I apologize to my teammates here, but it it makes me feel like there could be a difference. And I think until we try it, at least on a competitive level, we're going to all feel very icky and yucky about it because it doesn't fit how we've spent the last two, four, six, eight years of our life playing this game. And maybe because I never went through a 1.0 to 2.0, and maybe the two of you could talk to that, but is the, do you feel this is a 1.0 to 2.0 style change? You know? Um, for me, it, it is a pretty big change. Um, I, I don't know if I will put it from a 1.0 to 2.0 like type of, of, of change, but um, it does fundamentally change how the game is played, definitely, um, because all your preconceived notions of how you fly, um, knowing whether you're going to go first or second, um, gets thrown out the window. I mean, yeah, you're going to be mindful of it to try to make your best guess on how your opponent's going to fly, um, but I mean, just the random, the the added random factor is it, it's a bit jarring, I would say. Um, I don't have, I mean, I've only played those two games, and I think that with more games, I'll have a better grasp on how I feel for that change. That being said, I, being that this is AMG's first like major change or not really major but like you know um well yeah it probably like the more the most fundamental change for the game so far um just based on how they they did a presentation on wednesday makes me think that they're still in the process of like testing this out um and some of the responses that they've given for um like the reasoning for how they 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 reason like points changes for like some of the ships on the uh, when they were responding on stream a lot of their responses was well we did a lot of play testing and this is why we came to this decision and honestly i think that amg i i would hope that amg with enough beta can make a decision whether or not this will be a permanent change because they've you know gone on to say that you know if they feel that they need to make a change to the game that they'll make it whenever that time comes um so i i, I hope that they they keep their ear close 
the ground to to see the community's reaction to this over time. And I, you know, I, I would encourage anyone, um, especially longtime players who are, are playing the game, to give it a try. You know, uh, you, you may have heard a lot of negative commentary um, on the various forums for this, but give it a try. You know, you you may be surprised by what you find. Um, I know I, I certainly had two very different experiences with my two games that I've had uh, with the new rule set. Um, but I mean, yeah, give it a try. Harold, any last thoughts? Nope. Like I said, I'm reserving hatred or anything like that until, uh, until I get the opportunity to play it. Yep. And, and all right. And that's, that's fair. I think that's fair. I think, um, but we're going to close the show because I think we could probably spend another hour having a conversation. Uh, honestly, especially because there's people have so many opinions and I think everybody's entitled to an opinion. And I think everybody should be able to voice their opinion and should be doing so. Especially if you've been playing X-Bang for longer than I have. I'm here for two years, right? You know, we've got some people that watch our show that have been here for less than a year, less than a couple of months, right? Um, I think everybody should voice their opinion. And and you you could be right. It, this could be the change to the more casual thing, which is what AMG wants to do. I would question, um, the one question I would have is, how does um, Marvel Crisis Protocol work casual versus competitive, right? Like, do they have a large competitive scene? How does that whole thing work? So I think that's something that maybe we can examine going forward. Um, I think that the conversation then can become, do we want to, how do we want to change this? But I think what needs to happen is I think you need to reach out respectively, personally, um, to AMG and express this. I think this needs to be discussion. And like, I'll be honest, like, we can all have a good conversation here. But like you, none of us are going to make those decisions. But I think what we need to do is take our collective thoughts, right? And take them back to AMG and say, hey, here's what's happened. And you know how AMG made that, like when they first came around, they're like, here, let's try these weird little rules for our first mini extravaganza. And we were all like, yay, okay, yay, thanks for this. You know, thanks for the weird nod. Um, this, this is a huge opportunity. And AMG didn't come to us and say, hey, let's play test this. But they're listening to some extent. I mean, like, there's there must be people playtesting this that I don't know who the F they are, but these people playtesting this shit must be giving them that conversation. Um, and and you're right, Catherine, you're right, Catherine. There's no space in a tournament to alter it. I'm just saying, is could they do that? Could they create a different format for a tournament play versus casual play? They they've done stupid silly thing i mean look they have an aces high kit that makes zero sense we, we just we spent a half hour reviewing why this makes no sense um i don't know i think i i really i i what i think it i really needs to be the conversation with amg is what's going to happen can we give them back to this give them back the information and and and, and see where it goes I still encourage people to test test it, right? Like, even if you're going to say, hey, I know this will fuck, you know, my opinion and this is going to be bad, blah, blah, blah. Test it and let's submit results. And and maybe this is a Dion thing. Maybe we need to get Dion on board with submitting results or giving them 
some of that information. This is how it would affect the competitive play. Do you want to ruin that? Because if they do kill competitive play, there will be a downtick in the game. That's a fact. The amount of money I've spent on this effing game is not because I like the casual part of it. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. I don't own scum because I'm a casual player. I, I absolutely agree. Um, I I during the uh, Wednesday stream for AMG, I actually kept on trying to put in uh, questions to see if they would, you know, um, expand on what they're going to do for hyperspace or what they were going to do for the band restricted list. And they had time to tell us whether they like cats or dogs. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really wish that they would clarify a little bit more, especially like I understand that they're trying to attract like a general, um, a, a more broader base, right, to bring them into the game. And that's their focus, clearly, like, you know, you can based on all these rule changes that they've done. I kind of wish that they do, they would acknowledge um, a lot more of the more competitive players um, for this, because honestly, the rules that we're going to enforce in, in tournament play and everything are the rules that they're setting in now, even though they might be more intended for casual play. Um, you know, it, it does, it does trickle over into the competitive play. And I wish that AMG would, you know, uh, address that a little bit more, or at least uh, let us know that, hey, you know, we're going to have a whole separate tournament document, which already exists. You know, we're going to go ahead and edit that just so we can clarify more rules specifically for competitive play. And that would be okay because then both can exist in the same space, right? You can still have your casual formats, which most leagues can run, and that will be okay. But when you're doing more competitive events, you know, you have these set of rules um, that um, that I feel will be better for the game. Because um, you can still expand the broader base, um, bring in newer players, you know, using this casual format, and still keep the more competitive players happy, coming back for more tournaments, and keeping the game alive. Yep. So, I think we're going to wrap it up here. I, I think this is going to be an, <clears throat> an ongoing conversation um, uh, that we need to have. I don't think this is solved. I don't think, uh, again, I don't think by any means this is the death of the game. And, and so look, I lost destiny destiny. We knew it was going to die for eight months. Right. And I still paid money. I should not have paid into freaking FFG. I don't think this is going to kill X-Wing. I think this changes it. And I think the difference is, is if we as a community disagree with this for the competitive format at minimum, we need to, um, you need to actually have that conversation, right? We need to start having these conversations. I think a lot of this becomes easier when we can get back to in-person, like, play, right? Like, if they sent freaking rep, like, okay, Matt Holland, when we played Destiny, Matt Holland came to events, man. Like, we had an in-person FFG representative to talk to. Now, I didn't play X-Wing at the time. Did they have an in-person person that would come to events? Large, I, uh, large events. I got to play with Matt uh, or work with Matt Holland in the 2017 Star Wars celebrations here in Orlando, Florida. Um, he was um, the rep for uh, for Destiny at the time, and uh, I played with uh, Max Brooks was there as well, um, kind of like uh, helping out, answering questions for the game, demoing the game and stuff. Um, so you know, you had phys people there, you know, that knew the game, that helped develop the game, and um, they were there in person at the time just to help it. 
And um, I think that's that's something that AMG is missing right now, um, and especially since there's no AMG events, like in-person events currently. Yep. I, I, so I think once once those things happen, we can get somebody on the ground. We can start we can start funneling some of the conversation. I will challenge AMG and say if you're not listening though, and you do kill competitive play, then there's the there's gonna be an issue. Like that's gonna be a big issue. Your caught your your sales will go down. That's a fact. And and I will say. And I've had this conversation with my board game store more than one time. They essentially have told me, I know you spent a lot of money here, but you know how much money we make on selling effing toys, right? They have other toys in the store and 80% of the store is toys, 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 right? They carry X-Wing, you know, for the 10 or 12 of us that play, <laughs> right? I, I understand a business model. I think the transparency needs to be there. And I've said this about FFG and I've said this about AMG. We need some transparency. We need people to come in, <clears throat> but what I really want to hear and what I really want, what I really want is for us to speak up politely to AMG and say, this is really where we would like to go. And why don't you create a board, a bigger area of play testers? Let's, let's separate play testers from like an X-Wing board, right? Where we could take some certain players, you could put an application in, and maybe this is cause I work in business and this is what we do in business, right? But you, you do these certain things for the board. And you put things together to say, hey, this is how we can help create a longevity for the game. That's all I'm saying. With that being said, we are well over our two limit. And Charles is probably going to shoot me tomorrow morning. That's what he's going to He's going to shoot me in the head. But um, either which way, let's enjoy the game. I, 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 accept, I think that we need to give provide feedback. And maybe we need to get back with the other team members to say, hey, this is how we want to this is how we want to bring some of this information back to AMG organized. So if if y'all know Dion, he wants to reach out to me, I'll have a conversation with Dion. But you know, if anybody wants to just explain to Dion, hey, maybe you should just like kind of launch this as a platform. You're the head X-Wing guy. Like maybe that's what we should do. So with that being said, thank you all for a great, great night. We do promise we have more content coming um, with Psych J joining us. We have a, we're going to be having conversations about um, faction breakdowns in the next uh, three to four months. So essentially over the next three to four months, we will be having conversations about different types of fraction breakdowns. We will go over meta fortress, um, but this is just too important not to have a conversation about. And eventually we're going to have Mando at some point we're going to have Mando and Boba Fett and everything and it'll just be a big fun time with that being said thank you all have a good night we'll see you on thursday for our community games and then next sunday for our episode 25 is it episode 25 yes i don't, right. I don't know all right have a good night everyone Bye.